Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Jerry Jones came up with his company uh, company line that they were going to deliver all offseason long when he spoke for the first time at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, following the decision to bring Mike McCarthy back. Got all these Cowboy fans that are furious, that are ticked off, that don't believe you. Here's the Cowboys' off-season motto. I would anticipate, with looking ahead at our key contracts that we'd like to address, we'll be all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. So when you say, is there any thought, uh, I think we'll strain her. Uh, we'll we'll push the hell out of it. Okay, when he brought up the contracts that are existing, is he talking about going all in with re-signing Dak, Lamb, and Micah? Is that a version of all in? Whereas we'll be all in. I would like to think, and brought us had brought up. Nope, we're going to be big off-season splash spenders. Um, that is, that's the Cowboys version of all in. And I, you know, I, I understand their philosophy. Like we like to re-sign our own guys. That's how they're going to spend their money. And and they've spent money. It's not like they've been woefully under the cap for these years, but yeah, that, I think what he says, we're going to go all in that. That's what he means. We were, you know, we're going to re-sign Micah. We're going to re-sign, you know, uh, you know, extend yeah. CD, extend Micah. Because that's not what the fan base is going to think when he says no, that. No, but... Th- He's thinking... Yeah. Everyone's going to think big game hunting. Right. But that to him, that is big game hunting. I'm spending a lot of money on guys. Um, this is this is very... It's it's P.T. Jerry. And uh, it's a circus. That's what, that's what... You know, he is like... He has to... And he at the end of the day, he is a salesman. And, and he is going to do what it takes to sell to the fan base why they need to be all in. It's what Jerry Jones does. It's what he does best, really. I mean, like, this, this yeah. is, you know, when you, when you talk to him, you got to understand what you're getting. Are you getting, you know, he's, is it GM speak? Is it owner speak? It's GM Jerry and owner Jones. You don't know which one you're getting. Was was GM Jerry speaking yesterday or was that owner Jones? I mean, I, I think he's talking about free agency, but I also, I also think that there are different definitions of, what that is or different interpretations of what that is. Like when he says, oh, we're going to go all in. We're going to play in these waters. Okay, does that mean you're going to go get Daniel Hunter or you're going to go get Chris Jones or you're going to go get Patrick Queen? Or does it mean we're going to go find the value Stefan Gilmore and we're going to get you a name you know, but one that'll still kind of financially make sense to us? I would guess it means more the latter, but I do think that they've they've got to play in some level of the waters of free agency. They have to this year, especially if they want to get things improved. Can they financially? Is this is it even possible if they wanted the I mean, they have go to, big they have game to, hunting? They have to flip a bunch of switches. They have to do a bunch of different things. If they're not going to pay Dak, they can't. Now, if they want to go big game hunting and 
let Dak's contract ride, they have to flip a ton of switches that kind of push things off, and they'd have to probably cut some veterans that they don't want to keep around. That's what, I mean, you'd have, you would, you're talking about probably having to post June 1 Michael Gallup, cut Demarcus Lawrence, you know, cut Brandon Cooks. You'd have to do things like that in order to go really play in those waters and not do Dak's contract over again. Steven Jones, uh, I know that Jerry put us in a bad mood if you still allow it to affect you. Many Tolos for years have had it right saying, no, nope, it goes in one ear and out the other. But Steven Jones actually gave a soundbite that a lot of us really liked. We have had three good years of 12 and 5, and we have had major disappointments in the postseason. So until we do something about it, which is go have another great year and have success in the playoffs, then, you know, that's going to be there. I mean, there's no way they're going to, you know, explicitly trust you until you get it done. Can someone trust Tom Brady and the Patriots that they're going to get it done? Yeah, why? Because they did it year in and year out. Does someone trust Mahomes in Kansas City that they're going to do it? Why? Because they do it six years in a row. They're in the championship game. Until we compete at that level and we get the job done, then there's going to be doubt, and rightfully so. There's no way the fans are going to explicitly trust you until you get it done. There's going to be doubt, and rightfully so, from Steven. Yep, and that's a good line to hear because way too often from the Cowboys, it's almost been how dare you question like the way we're building this thing. Yeah. Or like, come on, we we clearly show a track record of success. We've got the I, – I, I respect and appreciate, and I think the fans should appreciate that at the very least Steven's comments yesterday are saying – you are right to have your anger. It's exactly what we talked about after the season. Like, they're not allowed to push back against fan sentiment this year. They're not allowed to after what happened. And I think Steven clearly recognizes that and is saying, nope, we, you, you're totally in the right to question what we're doing because we have to show that it works, and right now we don't have the results to do it. So I think that's a level-headed, sober, fair way to present it to the fan base. And I appreciate not trying to sell them something that's not – that that's not based in any sort of reality or any sort of results the last couple of years. It's saying, no, we still got a lot to prove to you guys. And what about McCarthy lame duck status? Final year, how much does that sabotage McCarthy in the locker room, all the pressure, and all the things that come along with that, Jerry? Well, no, no, not necessarily, but uh, certainly uh, uh, he is in the final year of his contract, so he's under contract, so we didn't have to really do anything. The idea of um, renewing a contract uh, uh, doesn't necessarily happen at all uh, right after the last game. It can happen at any time. And so uh, 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 that's kind of a, a, a wrong signal to send that there's not... Uh, more future than just this year. So uh, uh, I think uh, uh, that's uh, that's the case. I think I'm comfortable doing it this way. I know uh, Mike is comfortable doing it this way. <laughs> Man, yeah. Jory Epstein threw some fuel on this fire that I haven't seen explode yet. And I don't think Mike McCarthy, just like I told you yesterday, Stephen Jones is probably going to be furious over that Detroit draft audio that came out from The Athletic. I don't think Mike McCarthy's going to love this too much. Jory Epstein, did she catch up with Jerry personally? Was this an exclusive? Because I didn't see this anywhere else. I didn't see it anywhere else. And so I do know that typically when Jerry goes, thanks, guys, and he breaks it up and then the video portion is done, 
There's always a couple of them that will follow him walking away as long yeah. as they can and trying to get one or two more questions because they know Jerry will answer. So I would guess this was something like that. Listen to this, Choppy. Jory Epstein, Yahoo, asking him, pressing him about Belichick. Quote, Jerry, I know him personally and I like him. There is no doubt in my mind we could work together. None. I repeat, none. He's a friend and I like him and I want to make it real clear I wouldn't have any problem working with him, close quote. Dude. <laughs> That's, there's no reason to say that. Um, well, I mean, there, there was also no reason a couple of years ago at the Senior Bowl to say, oh, Dan Quinn would love to be head coach of the Cowboys. He'd yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this, is what Jerry, this is the time here where Jerry goes like, all right, let's, uh, let's put some little motivators he, out there he, for he people. T- absolutely. He views it, and we learned this at one of the media parties. He, he views himself as like the coach given – this is his version of the fiery speech in the locker room. This is his version of Dan Campbell. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna light a fire under your rear end. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you going. Versus worrying about Mike McCarthy being really, really offended and pissed off and feeling disrespected, or Dak Prescott feeling ticked off and disrespected. You're not gonna give me my contract extension. Jerry views it as nah. Here's a little fire under you. This, I mean, but man, that reads. I would have to hear him say it. You know the rule on the show. I, we always like to hear it, but that does not read well. And you're going to have a lot of Cowboy Tolos who say, so what? So freaking what if Mike's feelings are hurt? So freaking what if Dak's feelings are hurt? They lost the right to get offended with the way that they finished out the year. So all those things being thrown into the thrown there. Cowboy Blender. It's funny. Uh, the other day, the movie Moneyball was on, and uh, it's like all the sports could have lessons for that movie. Uh, good and bad. And then there's a scene where Art Howe is like, yeah, I need to talk about my contract, man. I, I can't manage this team on a one-year deal. I can't manage this team on a one-year contract. No, you can't manage a, a group of people on a one-year deal. A one-year deal for a manager means the same as it does for a player, yada, yada, yada. And, like, Jerry could use all these motivating factors. He doesn't need to. A one-year deal is all he it, Mike's, Mike's out of contract. Right. He doesn't need to say anything. Uh, anything he says, all that does is undermine his coach even further. Then he's already being undermined yep. by not having a contract. Yep. And I don't think that he should extend Mike McCarthy for five years right now. But I do believe that to bring the best out of this team, oh, he, you he, have to extend him at least one year, even if you plan on moving on from him. Totally disagree. Well, because you can't manage the way you they want know. to. They know. They're not stupid. Like they're In certain scenarios, you have to do that extension like when you're on your way up, right? When you're going into the final year and like you've overachieved or you haven't had colossal disappointment, every, no one in that locker room would be like, "Oh, Jer- oh Mike is safe with, with this extra year added on." What was what was Art Howe coming off of in that in that a hundred and two win season and a and a playoff exit and that so so, so was Mike. Okay. Right, right, but we're talking about the three, same thing. three years in a row where they've completely disappointed and collapsed at the end. I just, I'm just saying, I don't think any player, the locker room would not buy it if you threw out this fake one year. Well, yeah, in other situations, not. you can. They may not. They may not. But, and, and I mean, look, Mike has had additional years behind his current contract the last three years, and it hasn't done anything to like that. It wasn't like, oh, well, we'll we're super motivated to perform here at the end of the year. Uh, no, but listen, if this team goes nine and eight next year and misses the playoffs. You could point to the fact that the coach was on a was on it was on it was a lame duck coach. As no, to, if they quit, nothing with his contract status. He was a lame duck coach because of what what, what just happened and what has happened. I, I understand that. I understand that. But like, if the team quits next year, did it did it look like quit in the Packer game? 
I mean, after at some point, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. It's it's all perspective and context yeah. and stuff. Because if that same game happens at the end of next year, then it's easy to say, well, that was clearly because they knew he was a lame duck and they knew he was out. When in reality, it was it just happened this past year too without him being a lame duck. I mean, I I differ from you, Bobby. I'm not saying they they didn't quit on McCarthy in. Uh, the Green Bay game, they quit because they got their ass kicked, yeah. and they, they were quit quickly. Is the thing? But I, don't I, I, don't think, I don't think they came into the game quitting. I just think they quit faster than a team yeah. normally would in that situation. Quitting on a game though is not necessarily quit on a coach. Like, like right, the Chargers quit on Brandon Staley. Meanwhile, you have reports that the Eagles there. Looking at Belichick for next year as well. Greg Bedard, Sports Journal in Boston, said the Eagles could have hired Belichick if things had gone south with Sirianni after the 2023 season and if they fall apart again in 2024. Quote, probably the most interesting thing I've heard, and again, this is just senior bowl rumor mill, that the Eagles were very interested in Belichick if things did not work out with Sirianni and they could be at the front of the line if things again go poorly for him next year so this would make mike florio florio said oh no howard eskin howard eskin said this yeah. was not a possibility right. with jeff Flory being interested in belichick this is a boston reporter saying opposite yeah so i mean I, I would buy the philly guy on what happens in philly or what the inner workings of the philly ownership is i don't mean bill wouldn't want to go there i mean i think it's if you're a coach you want to go to a place that's that that's seemingly ready to win or or a good situation and bill is at this point is not in a position to be picky if he wants to coach again no because i <laughs> hey he's here's the thing though is that he's clearly being picky in terms of wanting control and power and things like that and he's just it sounds like he's gonna have to make up his mind on being picky in that respect especially yeah. in a place like philadelphia you think Howie Roseman's just going to go like, well, yeah, sure, like Bill, do whatever you want. I'll I'll yeah. bow out of this one. <laughs> I'll give you my job. And and, ma and maybe that's why oh, Howard sorry. has the the opinion that he does is because he knows like, well, Belichick's insisting on this, and there's no way in hell that Howie Roseman's giving that to him. All right, those are the headlines, Dallas Cowboy headlines. You need to know from the Senior Bowl. You forgot one more headline. What? It's Laura's birthday, and she's getting ready for school. So I have to say, happy birthday to Laura. She turns eight this morning. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Your father's really looking forward to the car ride. I am. I'm so, I am excited. <laughs> How many are we there yet? <laughs> Look at his face. None, none. <laughs> Laura downloaded four full movies last night that she's going to plug into her iPad and watch. Is the she the drive. one who just tried Chick-fil-A? Yes. All right, so get her some Chick-fil-A for the drive. Get her three she's times. She's also the one who sassed me and said, do you need 120 bucks to buy a house because you're broke? There you I go. Like Chick work, work, and you just do housework. <laughs> Happy birthday is this one i in, in indian gave the chair to yeah all right sorry about that <laughs> all right say that. sorry about that i can say it i'm indian uh well there's a couple different types i guess <laughs> rj choppy wants to talk about his new cowboys quarterback and it sounds like we found the new nfl draft scout that everyone should listen to this guy can see the future See what he says about the draft. And RJ has your new drafted Cowboys QB in a hump day edition of the college football kegger next. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. Oh, I win. Google me. We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here. College football! The next quarterback of your Dallas Cowboys passed the first test at the Senior Bowl, Sean Sharif. <laughs> Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. He heard, is not your next quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. I heard him driving around once, uh, listening on the weekend. I texted Nick Eatman. I said, hey, man. This guy's pretty good on air. Uh, let's go ahead and get him. He's at the Senior Bowl. He will join us at 8 o'clock. And Nick does have a C in his name. N-I-C-K. So he, uh, is, he, is, he is yes C. <laughs> Man, but they are hashtagging it right now. Big Penix and Energy. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Is that because people don't know it's pronounced Penix? <laughs> that's probably <laughs> why. It's like when Darius Geis got drafted and people, people were typing the Geis is loose. <laughs> <laughs> So, you remember a couple years ago, Kenny Pickett's uh, hand size came under some intense nope, scrutiny. Don't remember yeah. any of those stories. Poor Sean. Or golf. Joe Burrow famously tweeted, I guess my career's over because he had a nine uh, on the hand size. And- Kyle, Kyler Murray. You know, I don't think this ever was talked about. Kyler Murray literally, during the pre-draft process, spent two weeks leading up to the Combine getting his hand massaged in the th- they were like sort of pick it. and stretching his yeah. hand out so that he, his measurement would be good. You know, Jared Goff and Joe Burrow are tied for the smallest hands in the league. You know, and and, and the hand size has there there is a stat out there and I forget what these I couldn't find it cuz I, I changed phones, I lost all my texts. Oh. But um it does it does have a, an impact on fumbling. Guys on the on the smaller uh scale of of hand size yeah. do fumble at a higher rate. Michael Vick was a big fumbler. Jared Goff's a big fumbler, uh, and you saw in that game like they tried to do a uh, the, the 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 handoff and then the pass back to him where he tried to throw it downfield. He couldn't get a grip on it. The guy was too close to him, and he kind of threw a duck out there. Like that does play into it a little bit. It's a little bit overrated, but from that perspective, it's not. The, this is stunning to me. I didn't realize this. Dak Prescott has the second largest yeah. hands in the history of quarterbacks in the NFL. Massive hand. He's got a what? A, an absolute paw. Eleven inch hands. Yeah. The only ones that's bigger is Jim Druckenmiller was eleven and a quarter. So, uh, Michael Penix Jr. has a ten and a half inch hand, ten and three eighths to be exact. 
It's a very big hand. Bless. Step number one. Yes. Step number one. And they say that's especially large from someone who is six two and a half. Is an especially large hand for somebody who is that size. So can, uh, Michael Penix Jr., the next quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> picked at 24. Or maybe they trade up. I don't know. Maybe they trade back and get him. That'd he be all passes. in. That'd be an all-in move. That's all in. First round quarterback. All in. That's all in. He has passed the first of many tests at this combine and mobile uh, mobile uh, senior bowl season. <laughs> now, now he needs to to pass the actual like medical tests. Right. That's, that's the that's question big. because he's had two ACL tears. Oh yeah. And how old is he again? Twenty eight to thirty six <laughs> no. years old. He's, he's twenty five. I think he's almost as old as 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 uh, Lamar Lamar and Jared Goff. Dude, he's the, the, quarter, six. the, quarter, <laughs> the quarterbacks in Mobile this year. Sam Hartman, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. They're all like 30. They're, they are old quarterbacks. I think the youngest one is Hartman. And isn't he like 24? Man, I wish we were there, man, because Sam Zaddy. Oh, man. He, he's the guy. Because they <laughs> there's a study out there that you got to be good looking to be a quarterback in the NFL. Oh, there's a study. That, there's that study. Like, dude, Dan Turner, who uh, used to cover the NFL draft, was a friend of Broadus's. He He's over in the UK. Dan Turner always uh, used to say that uh, he, he would – scale quarterbacks he said it was his handsome quarterback scale yeah and then he's like look jared goff handsome guy he's gonna be a successful quarterback carson wentz not so handsome oh redhead i don't know if you can say that stuff today uh deon sanders (laughs) says he has turned down coaching jobs already this offseason um and he and he he, it was a i didn't i didn't i didn't cut it up it was him and skip and skip would shut up during this thing and (laughs) uh but he did say uh that he is staying put in colorado he doesn't inherit legacies; he builds them. Oh! And he quoted his his uh, he quoted Brett Yormark, uh, the commissioner of the Big Twelve, uh, who had said that. But that brought up the idea. Like, like I wonder though, who called? Who called? Because you know they based on what they did last year, they didn't really do any winning <laughs> on the field. They they were they were last of the Pac twelve, which was the same as the year before. But he did bring. Uh, marketing and money and perception and you know and like you know publicity uh, to the university, which which will pay dividends. They think, perhaps in uh, recruiting. Now, I do believe though, if somebody called him and said no, I think Arizona might have called him. They lost their coach. They lost Jed Fish to Washington. I think, th- but that would have been a lateral move. That's in the in the conference. That would have been a lateral move. Their uh, their fiscal year twenty twenty three report just came out at Colorado. First time in program history that the football netted over a hundred million in revenue. It was a hundred twenty-seven million. First year with wow. Dion there, they saw a thirty-four million dollar jump from twenty-two to twenty-three in school revenue. A and M. A and M. You think they would have called? I'm asking. There was a lot of A and M Dion hype, whether it was legit or not. I could see them wanting that because they do seem to want to go for the splashy hire mm-hmm. or, um, yeah, or he made it up and he didn't get any calls I mean look you, you can't rule that out I mean that's that's certainly coaches are salesmen at the end of the day they've got to keep up appearances I don't think you can rule that one out a couple of other Dion stories that I've been collecting in the offseason he gave his blessings to his two boys to miss the first team meeting of the year so they could go walk in Paris fashion week oh yeah <laughs> So a lot of people are like, oh, accountability, team. You just let your boys have special treatment. And then I guess his boys repaid it 
by flexing their NIL wealth with getting Dion a house. They bought him a house with their NIL money. So, th- so they bought him a house? Yeah. Mr. That, Affleck. That's what the story was. Mr. NFL. Well. But him, prime time. Mr. Yeah. Prosper. That's I, right. Isn't he getting pensions from two professional well, sports leagues? Well, I don't think he's broke. <laughs> Could you imagine that? He's not broke. They just wanted to uh, yeah. say, hey, we say want thanks. to give back. Say thanks. Yeah. Very nice. Also, apparently, despite Dion, uh, this was on the Brett Boone podcast, an Odyssey well, podcast. Oh. Uh, apparently, Dion had told Brett Boone that uh, Shador Sanders has never taken a class on campus at Colorado. That he's just he's kind of done some stuff online, and Dion keeps on like you should take some classes on campus. And Shador's like, no, <laughs> no, oh no. man, that, that, that look, that's he I wouldn't, wouldn't be either. The, yeah, he wouldn't be the first. There's been guys that have done that recently because it's become more accessible. Oh, you really think recently it's a thing? No, no, no. Where they're, they're taking online courses? Yeah, yeah not like, just skipping all together. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, they're, yeah. They're they're skipping all together, but there there are if they are going, there's a lot What's that elect. Take them off. I'm taking my computer career classes. Yeah. Boy, if you look, I always think it's funny. Like if you take look, it online a couple times a week. If you look through football, you you know how like we, for years it's been talked about like that there would be fake classes or like is somebody really going to classes off? And then we found out like so guys get in trouble years later because it's like they never went to class. They were being paid whatever else. The the one that's always funny to me is if you go look at any football roster in college football, the big programs, how many of them their major is mass communications. It's like, boy, <laughs> all of you are on these football teams are picking that as your major. University studies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's another very, one. It's like, yeah. okay, mass communications. Okay. Yeah. College football kegger hump day edition hump day. with RJ Choppy during the expressway. Every day we are commercial free to the top of the hour. Man, how about this? 18 college football teams accounted for 50% of all TV viewership this year. 18 accounted for all? Accounted for 50%. 50%, sorry. So there's 133 Division One college football teams. 18 of them, not just this year, from 2016 to this year. So over the last seven seasons, 18 programs accounted for half of all the TV viewership. That is, that's a very, very high number. They were Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, this is an order, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, LSU, Penn State, Texas, Auburn, Florida, Wisconsin, Washington, Florida State, Tennessee, Southern Cal, and Oregon. Boy, I'm I'm sure the SEC is just rattled that they weren't 14 of the 18 since they're just so important and they believe themselves to be so important. (laughs) They were one, two, so they counted, they counted, um... Washington and Oregon as Big Ten teams in this. And they counted Texas and Oklahoma as SEC teams in this. So if you do that, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight SEC and of the, of the 18. So there you go. That's, and then the Big Ten had uh, everybody else except for Clemson and Notre Dame and Florida State. So there you go. I, I, was, I was a little bit surprised by that. Not stunned. But the fact that only 18 made up half of it, that, that to me was a little bit surprising. Well, no? we've always heard about the top two in the Big Ten dominating. Like, the yeah. TV networks want Ohio State number one, I think. You think is you know, an SEC team. I think Ohio State, Colin Cowherd said, was like the big fish to get for the TV networks. And then you would throw Michigan yeah. up in there as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, they do they do want the big dogs. Um, all right, let's do this this scout. All right, I, this is the story I'm most excited about. Whenever I 
get the feeling that we have found like a whisper when we we have seen a fortune teller, Dion Warwick, Bobby, for you. Yeah. Me uh, me with the NFL playoffs. But then I <laughs> but then I did go and see that this uh gentleman was unemployed, but we'll talk about that later. He's yeah, like Michael Lombardi of scouts. Yeah, I, I don't oh, know. No, no, no. This better not be who I think it's, it is. It is, but, oh, yeah. but hang this on. guy is just boom, dart. He is boom, a fraud. Arrow. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear this to pieces when you're done. All right. He's a fraud, but if but if he's right on this, everybody must shut up about this guy. No. Go ahead. Just, Bobby, go ahead. just go shut ahead. up. Go ahead. Right. I said go ahead. Now for context. Watch Jane on TV. Be quiet. She said that Hi Janie. There she she had a tough day yesterday. Uh for context. Did she want to come on and talk about it? No. A couple years ago, his overall number two quarterback in the draft was Brock Purdy. Say it again for the, for the, for the bobs in the back. His Say it number, again. His number two quarterback in the draft was Brock Purdy. The only man who could have called that. Comparing him to Rich Gannon's MVP 2002 year. Oh. He also said Trey Lance um, is, is... Hopefully is not good. Not good. Okay. It would not be good. Uh, so he was two for two on those guys. Now I, I you know, I, you could probably miss on everybody else, but he hit on those two. And who is this guy? Does he have a name or just an account? His account is first round mock. His, I don't know what his name is. Do his you know his name, name is Daniel Kelly, and he is a fraud that has claimed for years that he was a Jet scout. And there is no one in the NFL. There's no record of him ever working in the NFL. Period. Hey, what? By the way, who was? Uh, I just followed this guy. Who was Dane Brugler, the GM for? I'm just asking. Oh. Does Dane say he was a former scout for the Jets, hired by Bill Parcells? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Does he? No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> Why is everybody? Who, who made? Who <laughs> made job. Daniel Jeremiah's ass? Huh? Yeah, I, but what do you say? Daniel Jeremiah, Ozzy Newsome, who hired Daniel no Jeremiah idea. to be one of his scouts. Yeah, but, I have no job, idea. but job, you can't lie about it on the resume. But they told me my whole life is a lie. I know, okay. and no one respects you. Right, that's fine. Yeah. I don't, I'm not asking for respect. Okay. I'm asking to be right. Yeah. Okay, and so is first round mock guy. First round mock on Twitter. Okay. I'm what's, his read next, whole, what's his next proclamation? I don't know, but I'm reading this. It's a long thing. I'm just going to I'm just gonna go down this thing here. Right? Um. This is the time of year teams do background work and get inside prospects' heads. This is the part of the evaluation process. Any team considering Caleb Williams needs to think about the high risk from the neck up based on his actions, conduct, words that he has demonstrated. He paints his fingernails with obscenities aimed at opponents to, ref- to refusing to shake hands with Utah, to refusing to speak to reporters after the UCLA game. He's given NFL owners and decision makers a lot to talk about. Sportsmanship? Question mark. He's made a public statement after the Notre Dame game about a fan being like sheep and referred to himself as a lion will be paint will he paint some obscenity about the 49ers on his fingernails will he jump up into the stands again will he put down fans publicly when the microphone is in his face after a loss mm. and he's feeling frustrated during a press conference he said i want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some shows what will he say in NFL press conferences? How will he represent the team and city? See, Bobby, what? you're crapping on this guy, and he agrees with you. What's he going to say or do next? That's the question. He's closer to Johnny Manziel than Patrick Mahomes on oh. the spectrum. Oh, I mean that with respect and sensitivity. Spectrum. That's what I would say if I was a scout sitting in the pre-draft meetings. What I find incredible is that more people aren't talking about this. Do we not care about him? We witnessed him having a mental breakdown before our eyes, crying uncontrollably in his mother's arms. To me, as a former NFL scout, see, not lying, 
Uh, he's the most <laughs> mentally fragile player I've ever evaluated. Oh! Quarterback or otherwise. Mm. Little experience with dealing with adversity, even by his own admission. Quote, I've never been in a situation where I'm 7-5 and five and there are no playoff hopes at the end of the season. I'm dealing with it emotionally, spiritually, physically. All End right. quote. Okay. Now. He's two and nine against ranked teams Ooh. in college football. Is that good? That's not good. He's going to do it in a league that's only faster and more complex. Make it make sense. The expectations are he's Superman. In reality, he's 22 years old. Statistically, an on-game film. He regressed in 2023, not headed in the right direction. He's an impossible situation to be in. Front office personnel have to consider the high risk. Watch his post-game press conferences on YouTube over the last six weeks. His body language, his tone, he carries himself, his energy level. He looks aloof. They go on and on and on. This yeah. is a, this is a murdering. I mean, this is this is this is murder too. This is murder too, right here. Okay, so this guy Daniel Kelly has said he was a scout for the Jets and did all this stuff, and people just blindly have taken it and go like former NFL scout because that's what he does. He writes in his own articles and videos. Like, former like, NFL scout says this. So yeah, I don't think much of him saying Brock Purdy is the number two prospect in the NFL when he has said things like Nicobe Dean is the next Ray Lewis. Oh. Uh, he has also crushed the selection. Kyle Hamilton should not be a first-round pick. I... Chris Olave is a, like, sixth-round pick. Oh. Tim Tebow is a future Hall of Famer. Oh. Justin Fields is going to be the top quarterback in the NFL. Oh. He, this year, as his top quarterback, has Spencer Rattler. Like, yes. this is, this dude just, mm. he takes whatever the takes are, throws out the hottest of opinions. So, yeah, if he scatters, shoots like right. 500 Spencer's takes. Got, uh, Spencer's the, got great skills. He, he great th- skill set. He throws out 500 of those. He he said Micah Parsons was going to be a buzz. Oh, he well, just, this is this if, is what if, he does. If, as a linebacker, it would have been. This is what he does. <laughs> he just hot takes Listen, a million different takes. Just because. Some of them are know, right, and then he can point to them. When, when you go after the, the character button. of the messenger <laughs> – because you don't like the message, you've already admitted that you have lost. Well, a lot of his messages uh, have been ludicrous. Not a quarterback. Bobby okay? just pointed Listen, out. I trust Brian Broaddus' scouting eye, except at the quarterback position. Right. This guy nails the quarterbacks at a much higher rate than anybody else. Okay. I don't know this guy from Adam, and I don't like people with two first names. All what, right? And what's his name again? Dan Kelly. Okay? <laughs> I don't care for that. Okay. But. This guy's got something here, and I am all. I, I think got he, he's got something. No, he doesn't. And I don't think Caleb Williams is all that. I would take Michael Penix over Caleb Williams. Whoa, I like it. I, I want Hot you. Take. I want you to know that, like, this is the equivalent of if I was like in here every day. Like, this is the same thing. If I was in here every day and going like, look, as a former Cowboys scout, as somebody who worked in that building, scouting and worked alongside Will McClay, and like. Despite everybody saying he's that, lying to that degree, it is to that degree. He has <laughs> said Bill Parcells hired him to be. It's, there's no record of it. It never happened. Mm, he's okay. a fraud. Uh, he's a liar, listen. and people buy it and they repost stuff blindly with it. It's like those people. You ever seen those Twitter accounts? This is a that they throw. Thing. Listen to me. No, you see those Twitter accounts that every off season in whatever sport throw out the here all the free agent things. So and so going here. So and so going here, and they throw out a million different takes. And then some of them hit, and they delete the ones. They made up all of them. They delete the ones that missed, and then they go, look, I'm a true insider, and those accounts blow up that way. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. That's what okay? he does. This is, though, this is, I think there's a semantic thing in here. I think this is a guy who's got a podcast that calls himself a Cowboy Media member. And, uh, like, this guy, 
did consulting work, I'm sure. Is that last name Live Say? Whoa. Um, but right. yeah, I don't, he may not have worked for that. I, I don't care. I don't care. This is on brand. It's he's, he's two for two when it comes to quarterbacks as far as the ones that he's pointed out to me. College football kegger RJ Choppy is on fire here during the expressway. We are commercial free. Nick Karras, DallasCowboys.com will join us from the Senior Bowl at 8 o'clock. And it is a Meet Church Wednesday with Matt Pittman. I don't know how this fool got on Kimmel. Oh, wait. Fallon. He got on Fallon yeah. to do a Super Bowl cook-off. And we'll talk about creating your Super Bowl spreads with Matt Pittman at 8.20 this morning. But this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Choppy's on fire. Let's keep it going. Hump day. Hump day. Expressway. Let's chop it up. All right, here we go, fellas. Let's have a little fun today. What beverage are you going to have for your Super Bowl party, Sean Sharif? What beverage? What beverage? <sighs> I'll pro- I don't know. I'll prob no wine. That's out. Um, probably drinking some some beers and seltzers okay. throughout the day. Well, seltzer. There you go. Where are we watching it? I'm not watching it with anyone. Why aren't you going to watch it? Why aren't we going to watch it together? uh, Because team bonding. I got to hear the commercials. (laughs) You would be a commercials guy. Well, it's half the show Monday. It's 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 half the show on Monday. Sean is the guy. How crappy the commercials are. Sean is the guy at the party who's like, I just watched the game for the commercials. No, I'm doing it for the show. You (laughs) dip ass. If I didn't, if I didn't have to do this show, I would go out and get raging blasted <laughs> at a friend's house and not care about the commercials. I find that we, I, we, we go to the uh, one of her friends all the time, and I find that like we can hear the commercials like well, like they they people turn it up, the volumes kicking. Everybody usually shuts up during the commercials. They do. Oh yeah, they talk during the game. They keep quiet during the commercials. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. it's uh, it's it's great. Like cause that that is. That is the, a major draw is the commercials. Absolutely. Peyton should host the Super Bowl party this go. year in his home. Oh, that's right. Well, we moved in. That's right. Yeah. You probably want to know how to nice adjust 70-inch upstairs. Oh, really? Well, upstairs. Man, what about the TV? TV too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I got> it. <laughs> Truly hard seltzer is dropping for the Super Bowl buffalo wing sauce flavored seltzer. No. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, no. It is a hard seltzer that tastes just like buffalo wing sauce. Oh, how? how it is on sale uh, as of, what's today? It was on sale as of Monday. It dropped on Monday. And you'll have to shell out $24 for a four-pack. No. Yes. It's a limited edition release. 24 bucks. 
for a four-pack. But there you go. You can get yourself some buffalo wing sauce-flavored hard seltzer for the big game. I will say screwball whiskey which is peanut butter whiskey. Yeah. I when I heard that I was like that's just like it's dangerous. That's meant to be like that that's stupid. That wouldn't taste good. And it tasted good. It tasted really good. And so I even though I think this probably would taste disgusting, I guess I can't say with certainty that it would be because I've thought alcohol mixes before would taste gross and they weren't. I would think so, but man, I I I as soon as I saw screwball I was like, oh, that's going to be dangerous." Yeah, and I, I tried it and I was like, "Oh man, that is dangerous." I still haven't had it. I would love it. You you get it chilled. It tastes like a peanut butter milkshake. Ooh, and it's, it's so good. It's so smooth. It goes right down. Now there's a there's five scoops of sugar oh, in each one, right? Yeah. And it's like if you spill a drop on your counter, it takes you four times to clean it up. And catch up because it's like so sticky mm-hmm. uh, when it gets uh, when it dries up. But so that's that. Uh, California, very bad place. <laughs> a new bill that is being introduced. By the most aptly named state senator, Scott Weiner. <laughs> it's probably Weiner. But He's probably this, got a 70 inch too. For the, for the sake <laughs> of this, he has proposed a bill as part of the Safer California Street Package that aims to limit the speed of new vehicles to no more than 10 miles over this posted speed limit. Oh, no. They are implementing, They want. he wants to implement, starting with the 2027 model year, intelligent speed limiter system. It would prevent cars from exceeding 80 miles an hour in the state, where the maximum speed posted on any highway is never any more than 70 miles an hour. Um, now, they could also, the highway patrol could authorize disabling at their own discretion of these things, but that new bill would require cars to have speed limiting devices they're also known as governors you see this on like golf carts they yeah got a governor on the golf cart hits a certain speed i think some uh big rig trucks have this i think some some companies have this where they can't go a certain taking speed. away your rights choppy i don't like it i don't like it at all yeah we know somebody who they they had were taking a company car to yeah. like, like to meet us up somewhere and they had to drive a distance with it and they took a while and we're like what took so long and they're like there's like this governor on there or whatever because of insurance reasons or whatever and it being a company car like you can't go over a certain amount what if we're in a rush what if i got a baby in the car the, yeah. the, the, the wife is uh that's is going your only labor. out that's your only out an emergency yeah. rush yeah the the wife's going to labor c-section here. then got it yeah you got what are you gonna do yeah c-section's I, I, uh, on the rise I, i've got i've got i've got goosebumps everywhere i'm about to poop my pants i was in a rush this morning i i had to i had to go fast i, I wouldn't have been able to to make it here if why it was, but uh, I don't know. I just was getting ready this morning. I looked over and I was like, oh, crap. I was getting slow, getting ready. So I got in the car and made it here. On time. Would this decrease accidents? Uh, no, they've, they've done enough studies that show like the, the accidents are not necessarily always caused by speeders. Right. A lot of times it's the people driving slow that and, and, and texting. I You want to eliminate texting and driving. Or women. Or women. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> You want to eliminate you want to eliminate texting and driving? I'm kidding. You know, that's a different Don't conversation. Jokes, girl. <laughs> that's a different conversation. You know, because especially like, uh, I mean, you go on those those express lanes now. It's the autobahn, man. It is the autobahn, like the ones where like you, it's, it's like five bucks for the next mile and a half, dude. That you get in on that the six thirty five the the expressway one underneath? that goes underneath. Oh, the kids love that one. You, I don't. You, I, yeah. It's so cool. I, I don't think anybody on that thing does a mile under 95 ever. 
I get I get like morally offended when I see somebody going 70 and it's like get out of the way of all yeah. this. What are you doing? Wait, take here? the free lane. Yeah, exactly. We do not get in this lane if you're gonna do 70 miles an hour. You get that lane to do 20 over. There are no at, laws down man, here. There's no laws. There are no cops sitting here waiting to, to pull you over down here. If I see a cop down there, I'm like, you made a wrong turn, man. What are you doing down here? Yeah. What's going on? They don't have the budgets for that. They no. can't they can't be taking those Absolutely tolls. Absolutely not. Uh are you guys into dimples? Um, I think dimples, if I had to, what, Bobby? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Go ahead. You, no, I, if you did, the rule on this show is if you disrupt, you have to explain. I, I didn't, I just, I think dimples is a funny word. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, oh my gosh, like that is such a, a humongous attraction. But if I was to pick for myself and others, dimples or no dimples, Pro dimples. I think dimples is a uh, I would it's prefer, a likable feature. I don't know if it's yeah. likable. It's it's well. What do you think? Like cute? Like I'm gonna yeah, pinch your cheek? Yeah. I don't. I don't know that anybody. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody with dimples and say, you know what? I don't like that face. Right. Unless it's in the chin. Correct. That's butt the, chin. The, the butt chin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bill O'Brien chin. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the butt chin. But other yeah, than dim, that, dim, dimples. I, w- I would like to have dimples. Yeah. Uh, you know, cheek dimples. Uh, I'm big on that one. But. One of the biggest things going on right now, the hottest plastic surgery uh, trend are dimple plasties. And for $1,500, you can get this minimally invasive procedure to create the appearance of natural dimples on one or both cheeks. Mm, One? Why would you want it on one, I guess? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's like people get that mole tattooed on their face, right? The Cindy Crawford. Yeah. You know, mole over their lip or whatever you could, or you could get that. Yeah, but mark. a mole is an individual thing. Dimples is plural, right? You right? get a dimple, I guess. Them, um, they, them dimples. Them dimples. My nephew's got dimples. It's, a, it's got great dimples. Great dimples. I'm uh, actually jealous. Chicken of the fingers. Dimples. Tender, tender fingers. Tender fingers. <laughs> tender fingers. <laughs> tender fingers. Tindy hands. Uh, yeah. So he he he's got <laughs> tremendous dimples. People comment on his dimples from all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but you got people here. Uh, you know, they are, it's, it's about $1,500 for this procedure to get dimples. Anyone? Bobby, uh, I, I would you, not get those. Bobby, uh, you look like you, you have. You look like you have dimples. One dimple. Like on the so. on, on your left cheek? Yeah. Like, I think so. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Hey, Pay, how do Kristen you feel has about dimples. it? She has back dimples. I'm not like crazy about hang it, on, but I mean, I, I like. She has what? She has the back, back dimples. dimples. Back dimples. On the lower back. It's a, it's a it's a very big turn on for a lot of people. She's got them. Included. Back you dimples. Get a back dimples in the lower back. Really? Yeah. I've yeah. never heard of this. Oh, I'll yeah. show you what it looks like. Keep talking, Peyton. Yeah, I like dimples. I mean, I'm not like head over heels for them, but I mean, they're fine. It's nothing big. Okay. Glad we went to you over there. <laughs> back to, uh, back to so, you. Uh, real quick with this. Like that. The back dimples. Yeah, right above the uh, waistline. <laughs> That's a turn on. Oh yeah. I mean, for most people, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some some <laughs> looks like you know you. Backed into a counter She's in the car. Edge. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Tell her. Uh, some round face patients, that's Hot what they Christian. called them in this, uh, <laughs> require some rem- uh, fat removal for the fake dimples to be visible. So if you've got a round face, we have, we're round face people. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, you know, you, you, could, you could grow a beard and, uh, and, and make it, you know, sh- more streamlined if you like, but that's, that's part of it. Uh, Yellowstone, my favorite show. It's currently going on. I've gotten through, I think, four minutes of it. That's about I where I got. I remember a horse, and I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. It's like yeah. horses, dragons, and uh, Game of Thrones. I'm like, yeah, it's too many animals. 
Well, anyway, uh, I, I, I guess they're finishing the season this year. And I, I feel I, like every time there's a Cowboy event, that Sheridan guy is Taylor there. Sheridan. Yeah. He was there. I mean, I almost said so. I was, I was getting nervous. I wanted to say hi to him. Now, is he supposed to be a jerk? I've heard both. I've heard he is, and then I've heard he's like this awesome dude. I, I listened to uh, – he, he, uh, he was on Rogan's podcast recently. He was great. All kinds of stories. Fantastic. Uh, so I, I changed my view on him. I thought he was a jerk. Because did he fight with – Co- Costa. Costa. Him and Costa are kind of buttonheads. All right. Uh, he is suing uh, Cole Hauser, who plays Rip, or they're in, entangled in some lawsuit over the use of some branding. So they're they're in a lawsuit as well. But there is you know, Yellowstone is is supposed to film or return the final episodes of this series this coming fall, and we don't know how the show is going to end. We don't even know if Kevin Costner is going to be in the final episode they have no idea because like right now it's like he he's got this divorce going on he's being a pain in the butt but are you a yellowstone guy no never seen it glad we went to you again all right (laughs) so two for two he's busy pulling jerry cuts oh for two what we do know is that essentially this whole thing is going to come to an end basically because assumingly he dies but the theory on how this is going to end is making everybody myself included very very angry in, like, season two, there was a very small storyline, very small, where he had, like, stomach cramps and he thought he had colon cancer. And it turns out to be an ulcer. Okay. But the thought is that now they're going to somehow So he's bring... like the Bobby of Cowboys. Right. Bobby of the right. West. Ulcers are serious. The theory now is they're, they're going to bring this back and say, that, and say he dies of colon cancer that he never actually had they in the first place. Misdiagnosed. Happens all the time, Chop. So, Wait, like, what year is this supposed to be taking place? Today. Today. Oh. Yeah, today. The 2023 Wild Wild West? Yeah, So they got, Montana. like, up-to-date via scan. Via but scan. He goes through the machine in his cowboy hat and boots. No, no, no. Scans. He didn't have via scan because clearly they missed the diagnosis, yeah. Sean. Well so, done. it's like, bring what him are we up. doing? <laughs> if bring, you go, bring us up. You got to have a shootout, man. At the, or, you, you know, you got to have some kind of... Film a body double yeah. getting whacked. COVID ends yes, Yellowstone. <laughs> something. You can't have a fake illness he didn't even have that he was cured of. Come back and bite him. Ah, uh, uh, I got so many problems here. I haven't seen 1883. I haven't seen 1923. I started 1883. I didn't, I didn't finish it. It was just too slow. But I've heard it's great. I love the show. This thing better not end like that. There it is. Chopping it up with Ralph James every single hump day day. during the expressway on Sean and RJ 105.3 The Fan. We know that uh, Jerry created a lot of headlines explaining why Mike McCarthy is coming back, not committing to a DAC extension, saying they're going all in. Let's recap the circus and actually talk about the players that maybe we need to know for the Cowboys draft purposes with Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. After this, you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 